Hello and welcome to Warwick Podcast and the first of three interviews with January's honorary graduates. Today I'm joined by one of Britain's greatest living athletes, Melanie Easter. Born blind in one eye and with severe sight loss in the other, Melanie nonetheless overcame her blindness to excel in the swimming pool and won gold and silver at the 1996 Paralympic Games in Atlanta. Not content with these Olympic medals, Melanie repeated her success at the Sydney Paralympics, winning a full set of gold, silver and bronze a year after also winning four gold medals at the European Championships in Germany. In 2007, Melanie sought new challenges and moved into cycling, showing great potential in setting a British record at the Manchester Velodrome. And now, Melanie has moved into triathlon and in 2008 was voted Disabled Female Athlete of the Year by the British Triathlon Federation. First of all, congratulations on receiving your honour. What does this mean to you personally and how does it compare to winning gold medals? Well, I'm very honoured to receive the degree. Um, when I first received a letter telling me about it, I was very excited and very surprised. I'm very proud and it's been a very special day. Winning the medals in Sydney and Atlanta, were, it was definitely a major achievement and very exciting but it was something that I've been focused on for a very long period of time and I've been training for um, and it was something that I always wanted but to be awarded the degree today it's better in a way because it's a surprise and somebody's awarded it to me and it makes it more special in a way. You studied at Birmingham University how important is education to you and how did you juggle education with your sporting commitments? Yes I was at Birmingham University for a long time um, I think education is incredibly important and that's probably why I was there for so so long, that and also not being sure exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and I've been able to do lots of things because of it and ultimately I'm a physio now and I really enjoy my job and it gets you a lot higher in, in the world than just leaving school. It was really difficult to combine sport with education, especially when I was doing a full-time undergraduate degree that was basically nine till five. and to have to get up and go swimming in the morning, go to university and then go swimming in the evening was really difficult and it meant that I didn't have a social life like most students did. I used to go to bed at half past nine when most people were going out, which was really difficult at times and was probably the main sacrifice that I had to make. And looking back at my um, late teens and early twenties, I didn't really have a great social life, but because of what I sacrificed, I was able to achieve a lot. And sometimes, you have to get the balance right in your life and decide what's important to you and at the time I really wanted to to do well in sport and I'm, I'm very glad that I made that decision, decision now because I've got the medals to show for it and all the happy memories rather than just going down the nightclubs like everybody else. <laughs> How did you first get into sport and swimming in particular and did your time at Exhall School, did that nurture that talent? I don't honestly think I would have got into sport if, it had, if I hadn't have gone to that school because um, I think as a disabled child it's quite difficult, people don't really necessarily think that you'd be interested in sport or be able to do it and Exel Grange was a really sporty school and it really encouraged everybody to get involved in sport, it had a really good sporting uh, sports facility and really good sports teachers. So if I hadn't have gone there I don't think I would have actually been able to get anywhere in sport, although it's difficult to know but I think it would have been a lot, lot harder to come from a mainstream school. Um, so I think that's the main problem that's faced disability sport are faced with at the moment is that um, most disabled people are integrated into mainstream schools now and they don't necessarily know about um, disabled sport and what you can do to get into it. So I think that's where we need to start publicising um, what you can do to actually get into sport and what you can achieve. 
You first appeared at the Paralympics in Atlanta in 1996, where you won gold medals. Um, and 12 years on, you're still competing at top level, breaking records, etc. What drives this level of dedication for such a long time? I think it's just my nature. I'm really, really competitive in everything that I do. Um, I have to be the best in everything. I guess that's why I was at university for so long. I want to better myself in everything and any sport that I want to do. Like, for instance, last year I took on triathlon. Just I thought it'd originally it'd just be for fun, but then I went um, to the nationals and the world championships and it turned out to be a lot more than just for fun. I think ultimately it's just a drive to compete and to be better than everybody else. <laughs> Um, you've now taken up cycling and uh, moving into triathlon, as you said. Um, why the change and how challenging has the transition been from swimming to these new sports? Well, I'd achieved everything I pretty much wanted to in swimming. Um, I retired from swimming after Sydney and I'd um, got the medals that I wanted to and the records and everything. And it got to the point where I had to train full time um, because there was just no time to do anything else. I had to train four hours a day plus weight training and um, you couldn't really do anything else with that and I wanted to, um, to become a physio um, so I gave up swimming and decided to focus on physio and I did think that that would be the end of my sporting career but after a few years I really missed it and I saw the cycling on the um, Athens Paralympics and thought yeah that looks really good so I had a go at that um, and it was good but I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would do there's a lot of pressure and British Cycling are really focused on performance and if you don't perform then you don't get selected for events so ultimately I didn't really make the team for Beijing so um, this time last year I turned to triathlon and um, that's a combination of uh, swimming, cycling and running and I find that's something that I've always wanted to do and I find the variety in sport really good and really refreshing. Um, coming from a swimming background, it's helped a lot with triathlon, but my running is terrible. I think that's the main problem with the transition is that my running is just really dire, and that's what I need to work on because my body's been used to just swimming in water or sitting on a bike. It's not been used to doing any weight-bearing stuff, so it's a bit of a shock to the legs. But hopefully with a few years of training, I might be able to get a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> and how does the challenge of motherhood compare to the sporting challenges? It's very different. It's as time, well, more time consuming in a different way. It's got its ups and downs as well, like there are in sport. Um, but there are as rewarding moments as there are in sport, like seeing, hearing him talk for the first time and um, seeing him walk. And indeed, last year he won his first race when he was two, um, which was really exciting and kind of makes me realise how stressful it was for my parents in Sydney because <laughs> even though it was just half a length of the local pool, it, it doesn't really compare to a, a final in Sydney. I can kind of understand the pressure they were under now. Um, it's, it's fulfilling, um, but obviously it's very time-consuming and... Um, I'm still able to do sport, but that's only really because of, I've got a really supportive husband who is really lets me uh, go to go to events and go away to competitions and train, which is really I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Um, Paralympians are often overshadowed by their contemporaries in the Olympic Games. Do you see London 2012 as an opportunity to redress this? I hope so. I think um, the British Paralympic Association is a really big driving force in the Paralympic movement and I think that they'll really try and push the Paralympics to try and get a lot more publicity. They, people got a lot of publicity in Beijing but people aren't still household names apart from Tani Gray-Thompson. People don't really know who people like Aileen McGlynn or um, other names are. They wouldn't be able to recognise them in the street. So I think it's a long way off being comparable to the Olympics but 
hopefully with London the Paralympics might become more visual and um, definitely in the UK anyway because I know in Sydney when I was in Sydney the Australians really got behind it and they were really really rooting for the Paralympians and they gave us a lot of support so if it's the same in 2012 I think it might well help recognition in this country of the Paralympics but I think it's always going to be a little bit behind the Olympics but hopefully it'll be better next time. Um, what's the atmosphere like among young Paralympians ahead of 2012? Is there, Do they harbour much hope for success? There's a lot of excitement really, especially after Beijing. Um, there were a lot of successes in Beijing. Um, some of the teams did incredibly, incredibly well, for instance the cycling team. I can kind of see why they didn't want me if they get everybody got gold medals. Um, so it was that was amazing games for a lot of people and I think because of that there's been a lot more funding put into the sport so people have been given a lot more support and that will help bring on some youngsters and um, drive the sport forward so hopefully there'll be some newcomers and new faces and I think everybody's very excited about having it in London. Um, are you involved at all in like youth development um, ahead of the Games? I'd like to be. I haven't been officially. I've been to some local schools and talked to schools about it, um, but I really would want to get involved in um, trying to promote the school, uh, to try to promote the sports to youngsters. I think I'd really like to get involved at a really young age so that people know about it from a young age and can do something about it rather than just you know, when they're a bit older it might be a little bit too late to get into sport. But I have done some publicity but not as much as I'd like to because I think it's some, a real area that we need to focus on to try and promote the, the sport. Is this perhaps an area that you'll pursue once you retire from competitive sport? Yes I'd like to. Um, I think it's something that I really would like to because I, I think in order to keep the sports going we need to try and get more disabled people into it and the only way to do that is to make them more aware of what's available so yeah I definitely would be interested in doing that. Um, and finally what next for you? Um, well, hopefully I'd like to compete in the 2012 Paralympics in triathlon if they've included it in the Games. Um, there's still debate about whether it's going to be included or not because it's such a young sport. It was only included in the Olympics in 2000. I'm hoping they will include it, and if they do, I'd love to be there and compete for the gold. Otherwise, um, I don't know if I'll still be up for it for 2016 because that's a long time away. Um, I, don't, I don't even want to think how old I'll be then. Um, but yes, I'd l I'm always going to be carrying on in sport. I don't think I'd ever be able to give it up. I'm always looking for the next thing to do. I'm happy doing triathlon for the time being, and I find it really, really exciting, really rewarding, and being a mum as well, it's enough for me. <laughs> Thank you very much.